Uh, we're going to dive in tonight. Um, I have a message I feel like the Lord has given me. We finished our series uh, last week called Creed, which we were talking about doctrine. Uh, and before we jump back into John, uh, I have a message I feel like the Lord gave me a few weeks ago. Uh, and we're going to be uh, taking the youth on youth camp this week. Uh, and I'm one of the speakers for, for, for one of the, mess, uh, the sessions this uh, youth camp. And this is the, the message that I'm going to give. I think it's uh, on Thursday or Friday of this week. Uh, so I wanted to run it by you guys real quick because I think it's uh, something that uh, not only the youth can learn from, but I think uh, we can all learn from. Uh, and so uh, if you have your Bibles, let me see your Bibles tonight. Uh, we do this every week, and it's because I like Bibles. Um, all right, turn to Matthew chapter 13, uh, and we're going to be looking at a familiar portion of Scripture to some, maybe a new portion to others. But the title of tonight's message, if you're taking notes, is Growth Like the Trees. Growth like the trees. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few moments. But this is what it says in Matthew chapter 13, picking up in verse 1, and we're going to be reading through verse 9. And it says this, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and a great multitude gathered together to him. And so that he got into a boat, and he sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And then he spoke to them these things in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out, and he sowed some seed, and it fell by the wayside. And the birds came, and they destroyed them. And some fell on stony places. For they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up. And because they had no depth of earth, uh, or, or because they had no depth of earth, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell on thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them out. But others, others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has an ear, let him hear. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, God, we thank you that your word uh, is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, God, that your word cuts through the bone and the marrow into the soul and the spirit, God, and it reveals to us the motives and the intents of our hearts. God, I pray that tonight, uh, God, that, that, that we would truly experience growth. Uh, God, as we spend time looking at what your word has to say about growth, as we look at the encouragement, um, God, from your word, uh, j- j- just some simple, practical principles to Christian living, uh, God, that we can see growth in our lives and, and, and we can come from this place. Uh, God, on fire for you. And so, God, we just thank you. Uh, God, I pray that we would be inspired and encouraged, God, and that we'd be challenged by your word. God, I pray that none of these would be my words, but God, that you would speak through. Uh, God, God, the word that you have given me, uh, may, may I not uh, hinder it with any of my own words, God. If, it, if anything is of me, may it fall on deaf ears, uh, God, or I may not even be able to get out of my mouth, but God, that your perfect word would come through. Uh, God, that you'd be honored and glorified through this. So, God, we just thank you. Uh, God, we praise you. Uh, God, and we just... Uh, are excited to see, uh, God, what you have in store for us. So, God, we thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 So, how many of you guys have heard this parable before, the parable of the sower? Uh, guy going out, throwing some seeds that fall on different types of soil. Uh, Jesus here in verse 9 says this. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Uh, it gets down to a point where they're like, Jesus, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And so, if you're still in Matthew chapter 13, flip over uh, to verse 18. Uh, of chapter 13, and it says this. This is Jesus talking yet again. He says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, uh, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away, that which was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who receives the seed in the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when the tribulations or persecutions arise, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. And now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares for the world and the deceitfulness of riches 
and they choke out the word because he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some 100-fold, some 60, and some 30. What Jesus is doing here uh, is he's using uh, a parable uh, to explain uh, some very real principles uh, about us as followers of Christ. Uh, there are those who hear the good word, uh, who just hear it, and they're like, hey, that's cool, not for me. There are those who hear God's word, and they get extremely excited about it, but they don't ever dig deep. And so when times get rough, they just say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm really not for God's word. I'm really not going to live for God. There are those who, who, who hear it, and they're just like, hey, you know what? The world's a lot cooler, so whatever. And then there's those who hear it, who, whose hearts are ready to hear it, and, and whose hearts are like, hey, you know what? I want to experience the things of God. Uh, and, and, and this is those who then bear fruit, who grow, who mature, and bear much fruit, some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And I would want, and it would be my prayer, that that would be all of us. That, that, that we would be those whose hearts are like the soil that's tilled and ready to go, so when we, when we receive God's word, uh, we can bear much fruit. Amen. Amen? Is that something like, like, would you want to be someone who bears fruit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool uh, if we were people of that. So the title of the message uh, tonight is Growth Like Trees. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about trees. I really like trees. Can I see a show of hands for people who like trees? Uh, if you like trees, you're the luckiest person on the planet because you live in Oregon. And Oregon has the most beautiful trees in the entire world. Uh, we live in the most amazing backyard. The Mountain National Forest is crazy. If you go on to the other side and you see ponderosa pines and lodgepole pines, it's great. You go up into, like, okay, I'm just going to start nerding out on trees, but man, we got some beautiful aspens uh, over there in, like, Black Butte area. I, I was up in uh, Mount Rainier just the other day, and beautiful, beautiful trees. Trees are crazy. I love trees. And so we're going to talk a lot about trees tonight, uh, because trees do something very unique, uh, but not very unique just to trees. They do something that's unique to all life. They grow. Uh, how many of you guys have seen a baby tree before? I have an example uh, of a tree uh, that I've been able to watch grow uh, tremendously. Uh, about 15 years ago, we, uh, we moved into this house here in Clackamas, and uh, the backyard just had a bunch of tall, dead grass and weeds. And it was great if you were playing army and you were a sniper, you're laying down on the ground, no one can see you. But when you want to have people over, it's like, what are we doing? Uh, so we cut it all down, we, we wrote it till, we put in some grass, we built a fort, which was really fun, and then we planted three trees. And we bought these trees, uh, and they were about the width of a silver dollar or so. I mean, we're talking saplings, maybe six feet tall, and we planted these things. Um, now, about 15 years later, uh, one of them is gone. Uh, the other one is, is kind of just doing its own thing. It's, it's, it's not that big of a kind of tree. But the one we planted in the middle was we planted this pin oak. Uh, and, and if any of you have ever seen a pin oak before, they're really cool trees. Uh, and they grow a lot of branches, and they grow really fast. And so this thing that was about the size of a silver dollar... Uh, is now at the base, like I can wrap my arms around it like this. It's super, super like just dense with branches, dense with leaves. Uh, John, correct me if I'm wrong because you're the engineer, but the, the, the circumference of the bottom of like its, its canopy has got to be, I mean, I guess its diameter has got to be at least 30 feet, more yeah, than that. I mean, huh? Normally the root system is like half an inch of tree. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying the roots. I'm saying the, yeah, yeah, the leaf canopy. It's about, it's about 30 feet in diameter if you were to cut it. And then, yeah, it's, it's a huge tree. It's, it's over 30 feet tall now. Uh, and it's, it's just really cool. And, and it's fun just to watch these trees grow. Uh, but trees, trees do a lot of things uh, in their growth. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the growth processes 
uh, of trees tonight. So if you're taking notes, uh, we have four points. We have four points. And the first of those points uh, is growth by prayer. Uh, now, trees uh, don't grow by prayer. Uh, tr- trees don't pray, uh, and, uh, and then they grow. Uh, but we, as followers of Christ, uh, we're going to have the example tonight comparing ourselves to trees. Uh, and so we, as followers of Christ, we can grow by prayer. By prayer. How many of you guys know anything about biology and anything about the way trees work? Anyone? Awesome. We've got one of you, two of you, and, and, and one. Okay, just a few. So when I start talking about this, uh, I'm going to probably sound smart. Uh, I'm not, uh, and, and uh, I Wikipedia a lot of this. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm being honest with you guys. Uh, but I backed it with scientific research. Did it in the lab with lab coat, it was great. Uh, no, did, did we do that, Dan? No, he really didn't. We really didn't. I'm going to use a word, and I'm going to talk about something that you've probably all heard about, and you probably did do science experiments with this when you were in middle school. How many of you guys have ever heard of photosynthesis before? Yeah, okay, right, right, photosynthesis. It's a great time. It's not where you go out and you take pictures. It's, it's not where you go out and take pictures. It's, it, it has a lot to do with trees. It has a lot to do with trees, and it has to do with how trees grow. Uh, and so if we were to look at our lives as followers of Christ, uh, like the lifespan of a tree, I'm going to compare tonight prayer to photosynthesis. I'm so like on it with Wikipedia, I printed off the Wikipedia page on photosynthesis because it has some really, really cool things I want to read to you that we can correlate. So pay attention. You can take notes on this if you want. You don't have to, but this is what it says. Photosynthesis is a process used by plants and other organisms to convert light energy, normally from the sun, into chemical energy that can later be released to fuel the organism's activities. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Photosynthesis, big time deal for plants. Now, let me read you my redefined definition of prayer in relationship to photosynthesis. Okay, so prayer (laughs) is the process used by followers of Christ to convert or to communicate through the light, which is normally the sun, S-O-N, yeah, see what I did there, yeah, um, into, or, or to convert into spiritual energy that can be used to later release and fuel the Christian's life. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it really slow. You guys, you guys don't have to write this down. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, prayer is the process used by believers, okay, uh, to communicate with the light, normally the sun, S-O-N, a.k.a. Jesus, a.k.a. the Christ, I'm getting the hands like, slow down, uh, into uh, spiritual energy that can later be released to fuel the Christian's activities. Okay, I, I totally, that's not in dictionary anywhere. Uh, if you want to get it one more time, come see me after service. <laughs> but here's the thing. I want to read a little bit more about photosynthesis, and then we're going to look at, uh, at, at some verses on prayer in God's Word. Um, but, but there's some really cool things here. Uh, it goes on to say that the chemical energy stored in the carbohydrate molecules, such as sugars, which are then synthesized from carbon dioxide and water, hence the name photosynthesis, which f- comes from the Greek Photo, meaning light, and synthesis, meaning putting together. Okay, then this is the really cool one. In most cases, waste is released during photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. Waste is released. And so 
as, as we were looking at the definition of this, as I was, I was thinking, hey, you know, like, how can we look at photosynthesis and prayer and draw some parallels? Well, one, photosynthesis is how uh, the plant receives its energy, it receives its fuel, it receives uh, its, 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 its life-sustaining uh, sustenance. Can you have life-sustaining sustenance? Yeah, yeah, you can have that. Um, but it also is the vehicle by which waste is pushed out of the plant. So think about that in our lives as Christians. The more we pray, the more it allows God to, to push out the, the sin, uh, help us overcome temptation, help us see things the more like him, and get rid of the waste that is there uh, in our body. I have some verses that I would just uh, like to read real quick. Turn with me, if you will, uh, to First Chronicles chapter 16. Uh, this is a good, good verse, and uh, it, it has to do uh, with prayer and praying always. So First Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verse 11, and it says this. Here we go. Seek the Lord in his strength and seek his face forevermore. Uh, in some translations, it says, pray to the Lord forever. Pray to the Lord forever. And so this is just an encouragement for us. Just like a tree needs the sunlight to sustain itself, we too, as followers of Christ, we need the, uh, the sun to sustain us. And one of the ways we do this is through prayer and when we communicate uh, with him. It also goes on to say in the definition here of photosynthesis, that that's a fun word to say like five times really fast. Uh, photosynthesis, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a hard one. Um, it says this, photosynthesis. Photosynthesis uh, maintains the atmospheric oxygen levels and it supplies all of the organic compounds and most of the energy to sustain life on earth. Photosynthesis sustains most of the life on earth, just like prayer uh, supplies and sustains us. Uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter uh, 7 verse 11, uh, talking to those who are gathered there on the Sermon on the Mount, he tells them, so hey, how many of you guys... Uh, have a dad, and, and people are like raising their hand. And, uh, he's like, so let's just say uh, you had a father uh, who, who was a semi-good father, uh, and you asked him for food. He's not going to give you a rock. He's not going to give you a rock. That's just, I mean, even a father who really doesn't love you is still going to give you food. How much more is your father in heaven uh, going to hear you when you ask of him? And so uh, Jesus is saying, hey, pray to the father because he hears you. Like that song we sang tonight, I called and you answered. That's a very real thing, and God hears us from heaven when we pray. The psalmist says uh, many, many times uh, through, throughout the psalms uh, that prayer and communication with God and hearing from God uh, sustains his life. It lifts him up when he's going through hard times. Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm chapter 4, uh, and, and, and we're going to look at verse 1 because this is a really cool verse. Uh, this is David crying out to the Lord, and he says, Hear me when I call, O God of righteousness. You have relieved me in all my distress, and you have mercy on me, and you hear my prayer. So when he's going through hard times, he says, I need to pray. I need to pray. No matter what circumstance I'm going through, I need to pray because you sustain me. You relieve the things that I'm going through, and you have mercy on me uh, when I pray. So God hears our call, and he gives release. Uh, or gives relief, and um, he sustains us in all things. He goes on to say this in this definition of photo, uh, photo uh, synthesis. Uh, although photosynthesis uh, is performed differently by different species, the process always begins the same way. It begins with light. So, when it comes to praying, uh, how many of you guys have the exact same prayer uh, as the person sitting next to you? No, I think we all pray differently. Uh, and, and, and we all have our different times of the day when we pray. 
I pray all the time when I'm driving by myself, just in the car. Like that's my closet. I'm praying with God as I'm driving. Some of you, you wake up in the morning and you stay in bed uh, an extra 15 minutes so you can pray, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I switched from that to the car. Um, no. Um, so we all pray differently, uh, and and we're given different examples throughout the Word uh, of of ways to pray. Jesus tells us when we don't know how to pray, He says, "Hey, pray this way." And he gives us uh, uh, what has been known as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so on and so on. We are to pray that way. Uh, we're also told in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, when we don't know the things to pray, uh, the Spirit prays through our groanings. And, and, and so we're able to pray in the Spirit. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 tells us to pray in all things in prayer and supplication. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Pray always, pray always, pray without ceasing. And so that is an encouragement to us when it comes to our life as followers of Christ. We are to be those who pray, to pray, because God hears us, it helps us grow, and it helps sustain us in our life. And if we want to grow as Christians, and I think we should want to grow as Christians, uh, God, God never wanted us just to give our lives to Him just so we could say, woohoo, I'm a Christian, and then not do anything with it. Jesus said, hey, uh, there's a cost to following me, uh, and, and then when you're following me, uh, there's some things I would really like you to do. And one of those things is to grow and is to mature in Christ and our relationship with Christ. How many of you guys uh, have friends? Okay, awesome. I, I, I put you on the spot. Um, in your relationships, in your relationships with people, do you, are you just content with knowing their name? No, I mean, like, we want to get to know people, right? And we want to hear what what makes people excited or or what their birthday is or what their favorite food is we want to have relationship and so one of those things that, that is key to relationship is having communication and how do we have communication and relationship with god it's through prayer and so we can grow in our relationship with god through prayer the second point uh if you're taking notes the second point tonight is growth by the word growth by the word uh so trees uh, trees are made up of, well, many, many parts. But if you want to be super simple about it, they're made up of leaves, branches, trunks, and roots. Yeah. And, and, and so I want to just talk briefly about roots uh, tonight. Not the great TV show from the 70s with Kunta Kinte. Anyone see roots? Yeah? Yeah? Roots. It was great. Uh, but we're talking about the roots of trees. Uh, and, and the roots of trees are very important. And so the second point being growth by God's word. We need to be rooted as followers of Christ. We need to be rooted uh, in God's word for many, many reasons. Uh, one, because uh, it's, it's our rule of faith and conduct, and it's, it, it's what shows us truth. Uh, but uh, it is also something that sustains us. Just like prayer sustains us, God's word sustains us. Uh, photosynthesis is responsible for a lot of the life for trees, and the rest of the life comes straight from the roots and what the roots do for the tree. Uh, roots are, are essential to trees uh, in receiving nutrients from the earth and being the water supply for trees. Uh, trees don't receive water from their leaves. They don't receive water when water hits their trunk. They don't receive water when water's on the branches. They receive water from the roots, and the roots bring up that water from the earth that helps supply and bring nutrients to the tree. And it just so happens that God's word is living water, and it should be the thing that we are going to when we need life uh, in, in our everyday lives. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, if you're still just flipping with me around in Psalm, uh, Psalm 119 uh, is really a love song 
from David to God's word and, and the importance for God's word. Your word is a light unto my feet, uh, or your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Like, we need God's word. Uh, he goes on to say uh, in, in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, uh, and really verse 2, um, just, just some verses that I, I think are very, very important and very key. He says this, Psalms chapter 1, uh, verse 2, he says this, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his uh, law uh, he meditates on day and night. And he shall be planted like a tree by rivers of water, and he brings forth fruit in his season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Here's the thing. When we spend time in God's word, when we establish ourselves in God's word, when we plant ourselves in God's word, God plants us like a tree uh, that is is by those rivers of living water, uh, and everything we put our hands to prospers, and we will bear fruit. And and, and the really cool thing uh, about trees and their roots, uh, how many of you guys have ever seen the root system of a tree before? Anyone ever seen the root system? Um, some trees have different kind of root systems, right? We live in Oregon. We have a super abundance of one kind of tree. Okay, we have a lot of different trees, but the super abundance we have the most of is one kind of tree. Does anyone know what that tree is? Nice. What is it? Yeah, the Douglas fir. We have so many stinking Douglas fir. It's crazy. A little statistic on the Douglas fir. If you were to remove every single Douglas fir from the Mount Hood National Forest and replace each tree with a human, you could put the entire population of the earth uh, like 1.1 times just in the Mount Hood National Forest. We got trees for days. It's crazy. And now, okay, no, I was going to say a joke, but I'm not even going to go there. Um, cannot go there tonight. Um, so trees, uh, uh, lots of them. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, how many of you guys have ever seen a Douglas fir that has fallen over? Okay. If you went to the church camp out this year, there's some down Douglas firs on the trails. They're really, really cool. Uh, and you can see these gigantic root systems that are just like this gigantic circle of roots, some of them 15 feet high when the tree's on their side. Um, it's pretty unique to, to coniferous trees uh, or firs. Uh, their root system uh, spreads out, and, and they have a very spread out root system, lots of roots, uh, but it's a very shallow root system. Uh, now I'm going to get really nerdy and spiritually nerdy on you, okay? You ready for this? Uh, Douglas firs, they look good, don't they? They're beautiful trees. They look strong. Uh, but if we were to compare a Douglas fir uh, to, to someone who's a follower of Christ, uh, they might look strong. They might look like they got it all together. But when wind comes, that's what knocks over Douglas fir trees is wind and storms. And it just knocks the trees over because their root system is not strong. So to the believer who does not have a root system that's strong, who's not established in God's word, when the storms of this world come and, and, and when the winds of this world come and they blow, they can knock you over and, and you can say, you know what, I'm done with this whole faith thing because my root is not strong. My roots are not there. And, and, and it's really important that our roots stay strong and stay established. So we're told in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, uh, that God will establish us like oaks of righteousness like oaks of righteousness. Now, I think it's really key, and I think it's really important that Isaiah uses the phrase oaks of righteousness because unlike a Douglas fir tree, uh, oak trees, they also have a root system, but it's a much, much different root system. Uh, Oak trees uh, have a very extensive root system uh, that goes down into the earth. I I, I had the opportunity to spend some time uh, in Death Valley uh, a few years ago. Uh, I I stayed 10 days on the valley floor. It was really cool. It was really hot, uh, and it was really windy. Uh, but there's some trees down there 
uh, in this desert uh, where there's like zero water. But what these trees do, they're, they're called tamarisk trees, and they're in the oak family. And the crazy thing about these trees uh, is, is they've dug up some tamarisk trees where the root system goes over 180 feet down into the earth trying to find water. Uh, it gets really windy in Death Valley, but you don't ever see any trees knocked over because of wind. Because their roots are so, so established. And for us as followers of Christ, uh, our roots should be established in his word. His word should be the thing that roots us. When, when the storms of this world come, God's word should be the root that holds us in place. Yeah, we might sway back and forth, but we're never breaking. It's that bend but don't break. And, and, and we're not going to fall because our root system is established. So I just want to encourage you guys tonight, let trees be an example to you guys. Uh, and then the root system of trees of what kind of follower of Christ you want to be. Do you want to be a follower of Christ who you might look good on the outside and people are like, man, that person is super spiritual. Look at them. But then when the winds of this world come, they just knock you off your feet. And it's like, man, was that person even a Christian? Like, do you want to be that kind of follower of Christ? Or do you want to be the kind of follower of Christ who, yeah, you might look mediocre here and there. You'll have your moments where you look great. You have your moments where you look bare. I mean, let's be honest. Douglas firs, they don't lose their color. They look good year-round. But oak trees, yeah, they might look good in spring and early uh, summer. As fall comes, they look really beautiful, you know. But when winter comes, they're pretty scraggly and like, eh, I don't know if I like that oak tree. This like, but here's the thing, that's the kind of follower of Christ. We're, gonna be, we're human. We're gonna mess up. We don't look great all the time, but we're rooted in God's word. And when winds come, it's not breaking us. It's not knocking us over. And so let's let's learn something from the trees and let's be established and rooted in God's word, the living water that sustains life. And let's have our roots be in God's word. The third point tonight uh, is growth by fellowship. Uh, we need one another. We need one another. Uh, trees, trees are really strong when they're together. Uh, tree, trees are really, really strong when they're together. Uh, the Oregon coast has some more beautiful trees. Anyone know the kind of trees that are on the Oregon coast? I'm going to give bonus points to whoever can tell me the trees on the Oregon coast. I'm going to give you a hint. They're kind of spruce. Oh, okay, no. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Look at bonus points. Yeah. Sitka spruce. These things are the craziest trees ever. They're all like, like all twisted up. Like, I mean, there's one that's called the octopus tree. It's actually called the octopus tree because it's so weird and the wind's shaped it all goofy that it looks like an octopus upside down. These things are crazy, but these trees act together as windshields, and they protect the rest of the vegetation that's more inland from the coastal breezes. The trees, they literally stand together and protect from protect other trees from the wind. It's kind of crazy how that works. But that's something what I'm going to correlate us as Christians having fellowship with uh, when, when it comes to trees. Awesome, thanks. I know, I'm sorry. No, no, but you can keep that in your notes. I think it's good. I think like, it's good. <laughs> There's another kind of spruce. Uh, it's called the Norway spruce. Uh, anyone want to take a stab where the Norway spruce is from? No, it's actually from Sweden, but no, I'm joking. It's from Norway. It's from Norway. Uh, and the Norway spruce, uh, yeah, boasts the oldest tree. No, not the oldest single living organism tree. That'd be the bristlecone pine. Of uh, of, I'm a tree nerd, guys. I be short, I'm okay. I'm telling you, I'm a tree nerd. The bristlecone pines in California, they live. I mean, there, there's a tree right now that's still living today, uh, that was a tree that was alive when Moses was talking to Pharaoh, like literally that old. Pretty cool. Okay, but the Norway spruce is a kind of tree that is considered what is called a clonal tree. Clonal trees are trees 
that clone themselves. And they're all the exact same DNA. And these trees, uh, there's strength in numbers. And, and, and they need one another to survive. And it's the same with us, and this is a really short point, just so you guys know, but we need one another. Uh, last week we talked about the church. That's why this is a short point. Uh, we talked about the church. We need one another. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're born for times of adversity. God established the church so that we could have fellowship one with another. Just like those trees, we have strength in number, and we can survive things in number. Okay? That's all we're going to talk about there. If you want to know more about why we want growth by fellowship, uh, listen to the sermon last week on the church. But fellowship <laughs> together uh, is a great way for us to grow. Uh, the last point uh, is growth by legacy. Growth by legacy. Um, and, 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 and this is something that I think we can all uh, attest to in our lives. Uh, and, and hopefully those who come after us will be able to attest about our lives. Um, I know in my life, uh, I've had people invest in me and speak in me, those who have gone before me, who have said, hey, you know what, this is what God has done in my life, and it has influenced me, and it has shaped me who I am today. And uh, legacy has a lot to do with trees as well. Uh, there's a tree uh, in Utah named Pando. Everyone say Pando. Uh, this tree is actually, if you're going to base, uh, base age of tree off of uh, all of its clones, this is by far the oldest tree uh, in the planet. Uh, th this tree, um, they say, goes back as far as 80,000 years old. Now, probably not that old because the earth hasn't been around that long. But this is what it has to say uh, about Pando. Pando is, is a pretty cool tree. Pando is Latin for I spread. So there's a really cool thing for us as followers of Christ to spread something. And, uh, but this is what it has to say. It, it is the single oldest living organism uh, it is a quaking aspen. It has a massive root system underground. Uh, the root system itself weighs over 13 million pounds. It's pretty, shouldn't be called pando, it should be called poundo. This thing's a big tree. Uh, it's, it, it's the heaviest, all right, thanks, thanks, thanks. It's the heaviest known living organism. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, this one tree has over 40,000 trunks. That's a big tree. Right, uh, And each one of these trunks uh, die individually and are replaced by new stems from its roots. Uh, it regularly reproduces uh, when some of its stems die. And this is the really cool part that I thought was awesome about it. During intense forest fires, the organism survives underground. Uh, that's kind of cool uh, because the church has survived through some intense fires. Uh, and, and it's because uh, of legacy that's been passed down. This tree reproduces itself over and over and has been reproducing itself for a long time. And we as followers of Christ, we are the direct reproducing uh, or, or the direct reproduction of those who have gone before us and, and who have laid the groundwork for our faith. And you, you yourselves, if you are a follower of Christ, you are called to be uh, the legacy for those who come after you. And, and, and you're called to bring new life uh, in all that you do. Yes? Uh, during intense forest fires, the organism survives underground. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we, as followers of Christ, we are to leave a legacy. Uh, now, hopefully none of us are going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but let's, let's leave a legacy here and now while we're still living. Let's, let's reproduce uh, those who are followers of Christ. So let's, let's lead someone to Jesus, who then leads someone to Jesus, who leads someone to Jesus, who leads someone to Jesus. 
And as a result, that'll be growth both in number, but also in our spiritual maturity as followers of Christ when we reproduce another follower of Christ. And they have reproduced another follower of Christ. And this was God's plan. He said, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe the things which I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always. It was always God's plan for the church to reproduce and for us as followers of Christ to reproduce. And, and, and so the ways we do this are, are, are through sharing our faith uh, and through living out our faith, being that oak of righteousness that when the winds blows, we don't break. Being someone who experiences the spiritual photosynthesis when we spend time in prayer. When we're someone who's rooted so heavily in God's word. When we stand together in strength uh, and in fellowship. That These are the ways that we help leave this legacy. Um, Jesus says this, and I'm going to close with this. Uh, John 15, verse 5. Jesus says, I am the vine uh, and you are the branches. Um, in other words, what Jesus is saying here when you're looking at trees. Jesus is the trunk. And, and, and we are the leaves, we are the branches. Uh, and, and just like the roots are a nutrient giver, just like photosynthesis takes place, uh, all of that nutrient and stuff goes through the trunk out to the leaves. Jesus, uh, Jesus is our ultimate sustainer, and we need Jesus. Uh, and just like in a tree, the trunk helps and supports the branches and supports the leaves, uh, Jesus is that one who helps support us uh, and, and, and keeps us up. And a really cool thing, about this, uh, Jesus being the trunk uh, of this tree called Christianity. Uh, Jesus died on a tree uh, for each and every single one of us. Uh, and, and it's what Jesus did upon the cross that we can even experience and be a part of this thing called Christianity, that, that, that we can have a relationship with God through Jesus. It's all because of what Jesus did upon the cross. And so I just want to close with, uh, if, if you've never heard of Jesus, then a lot of this probably doesn't make any sense what we're talking about tonight. Uh, if you have heard of Jesus and you're like, man, I want to know more about Jesus, well, hopefully this might be a little bit encouraging to you of ways you can grow closer to Jesus. Uh, and, and maybe you're someone you've known Jesus for a very long time. Uh, and, and, and maybe you're someone who's been at like a standstill in your, your, your walk of faith and you don't know how to grow next from here. Uh, be encouraged tonight that we can grow uh, when we spend time in prayer. Make prayer a priority in your life. Maybe you don't pray. Hey, that's okay. Start praying tonight. Start praying tomorrow. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't spend time in God's Word. Make God's Word a priority. Don't be like one of those seeds that when the sun comes, you just wither away because you are on uh, bad soil. Don't be like one of those uh, plants that, 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 that when the things of the world come, it chokes them out and they just they, they leave. Be someone who, who has good soil and has good roots. Be someone with good roots. Be in God's Word. Uh, guys, don't try and do this thing alone. Don't try and do this thing alone. You have brothers and sisters, and God made this thing a family uh, so, so that we could rely on one another. Let's do this thing together, and let's work together uh, and individually to, 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 to leave a legacy for those who are going to come after us. Amen? Amen. 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 Uh, I'm going to just invite you guys just, just to close your eyes where you are. We're, we're going to pray. Um, but before we pray, uh, I'm just going to ask a question. So with every eye uh, closed and every head bowed, tonight when you're hearing all this... And, uh, uh, when you hear about Jesus and Jesus dying on the cross uh, for us, uh, the Bible tells us that no man comes to the Father but by Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Jesus is um, the living water. Jesus is the sustainer. Uh, and, and there's no way to have relationship with God outside of a direct and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so uh, tonight, the Bible also tells us that uh, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Uh, and
and we're also told that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So tonight, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, uh, I, I want to give you the opportunity uh, to, to, to just by raising your hand, saying, you know what, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to be a branch in your tree. I want you to sustain my life. And, and so if that's you tonight and you've never given your heart to Jesus, would you just let me know uh, in an act of faith saying, God, I, I want to follow you. Would you just let me know by raising your hand because we'd like to pray for you. Awesome, brother. I see that hand. That's awesome. You can put that down. Awesome, brother. I see that hand also. That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe you're here and you've you've given your heart uh, to Jesus in the past, but you know you're not living for him right now. Uh, and, and, and you might be thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm one of those seeds uh, that's sitting on bad ground. I'm one of those seeds that's sitting among the rocks. I'm one of those seeds that's sitting among the weeds. Uh, I'm afraid that if the wind blows, I'm going to blow away from the soil. Or if the sun comes up, it's going to burn me up. Or... Uh, the world's going to choke me out. Or when the winds of this world come, uh, it's, it's going to break my tree because I don't have roots. Uh, and, and you want to say tonight, uh, I want to recommit my heart to Jesus. I want to say, Jesus, my heart is good soil. Plant a tree in me. Uh, if that's you and you want to recommit your heart to Jesus tonight and, and, and make the uh, statement and the, and, and, and the fact that I'm following Jesus, uh, if that's you tonight, uh, would you just let me know just by raising your hand? Awesome. I see that hand. I see that hand. Very cool. Very cool. Praise God. If you're here tonight and you're hearing this and maybe uh, maybe you're living for the Lord and you're like, man, things are going good, uh, but I just want my roots to go deeper. I want to be I want to be like that tamarisk tree that's got roots that go 180 feet uh, into the earth. I want to be like that quaking aspen panda and I want to have super roots. Uh, if that's you tonight and you just want to grow deeper uh, with the Lord, would you just let me know by raising your hand as well? Awesome. Awesome. Hands all over the place. Hands all over the place. You can put those down. Let's all stand. Uh, guys, you guys can open your eyes. Let's all stand. Uh, two people gave their hearts to the Lord tonight for the first time. And, uh, yeah. Proud of you guys. Proud of you guys. Uh, two people recommit their heart to the Lord. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Woo! And, uh, and, and almost all of you, uh, if not all of you, you raise your hand to grow deeper with God. So we're going to pray together. Uh, and, and I'm going to invite you guys to pray this after me. Uh, all of you guys can pray it with me, but, but, but those who gave your heart to the Lord for the first time and those who are recommitting your heart to Jesus, uh, uh, pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Uh, and, and then I'm going to pray for you guys as a group uh, just that we would go. But let's pray. Dear God, yeah. I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I need you. God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Jesus be the Lord, Jesus be the Lord, and the Savior of my life. I give my life to you. I give my life to you, and you take control. And you take control. I love you, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Amen. Dear God, I just thank you so much for these awesome, uh, these awesome young adults, God, who, who have decided, hey, I want to follow Jesus. Uh, God, we we welcome them to the family, uh, and God, it's it's so great uh, to be a part. Uh, God, of, of, of this thing you created called the church. Uh, God, where we are brothers, where we are sisters. Uh, God, and we welcome each other with open arms. So God, I just thank you for those who made decisions tonight. Uh, God, for, for, for those who raised their hand, uh, God, to say, hey, you know what? I want to grow more. I want to grow deeper. I want my roots to be so deep. Uh, I, I want my leaves to be so exposed to the sun that the photosynthesis takes place. God, I pray that each and every single one of us, God, that we would... Uh, God, we would look at these methods of growth, and God, that we would grow deeper. God, may we be people who are people of prayer. 
May we grow deeper in our relationship with you in prayer. God, may we be people who study and read your word. God, that your word would be on our hearts and your word would be on our tongue all the time. God, may we be people of fellowship who, who do not uh, try and do this thing alone, but God, that we would come together. Uh, God, give us the strength and the courage and the boldness to, to, to come together. And God, may we be a people who leave a legacy. God, may people 50, 60 years from now look back and say, hey, uh, my legacy is in those people who met with those stinking ugly orange walled room at Ecclesia. Uh, but, 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 but as a result of what was happening there, uh, my life was changed. And so God, I pray that we would leave a legacy. God, I pray that we would just grow. Uh, grow like trees, firmly rooted, oaks of righteousness planted by living waters. So God, we thank you and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Well, hey guys,